Welcome to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm Erica. And I'm Kelsey. In every episode, we bring our different perspectives to honest, funny conversations that feel like chatting with good friends. We started this show years ago when we were next door neighbors and still haven't run out of things to talk and laugh about yet. Hello, friends. You may have noticed a change to our intro. We thought it was time to freshen things up, and we have some other fun changes coming up that we think you're going to be very excited about with us. We promise. If you want the inside scoop, though, now would be a great time to become a friend of the show over on Patreon. Next week, our Patreon community will get an exclusive State of the Podcast episode. Very official. All about our planning retreat and the new things we have in store for you this year. And there's lots, so be sure to check out the link to joining there and supporting the show in our show notes. But today's episode is the third in our three-part organizing series. So if you missed the last two episodes, we've already talked about organizing wins and fails and organizing stuff that is in a constant cycle. So like think laundry, food, all of that. So be sure to go back and listen to those if you miss them. But today we're going to talk about organizing kids' stuff. We get asked this a lot, and it's constantly changing as kids get older, so we thought we'd share just kind of how we generally organize our kids' stuff by categories like their school stuff, extracurricular stuff, kids' schedules, and toys and personal belongings. So let's go back and forth and share our general approaches and maybe some specific tips to organizing the following categories of kids' stuff. Okay, first up, what do you do with all their toys, books, games, Personal belongings. Tell me what your system is right now. All that stuff. Yeah. Okay. And I thought it would be good to remind listeners of how old our kids are right now. Yes. That definitely makes a big Big difference difference. about what kind of stuff you have and how you organize it. So I currently have a 10-year-old, a 9-year-old, and then a 3-year-old. Yeah. Okay. So for the most part, all of that stuff lives in my kids' rooms. Okay. And they each have their own room. Okay. The kids' stuff that does live out in the main area of the house is Maeve, my three-year-old's little corner in the great room. It has her play kitchen and a book ledge for a few books. Okay. And we also keep magnetiles in a bin in the living room because that's where we play with them. Yeah. Right there on yeah. the big great room rug. Mm-hmm. And I think her stuff looks really sweet, um, but I like that it's tidy and contained yeah. to a little corner. It's not taking yes. over. Like you the can whole have room. the aesthetically pleasing things yes. up here, Maeve. <laughs> exactly. For me personally, it is important that the main areas of our home look like spaces that are welcoming to adults. Yeah, same. And by adults, I mean me. Like that's <laughs> what I personally find welcoming. Yes. yes. And I mean, it's the parents who are running the household yeah. that get to decide. I bought the house. I, I yes. put the things in the house yep (laughs) exactly and I still think our home is very welcoming to kids like it's not like white couches and sharp edges everywhere (laughs) glass tables everywhere (laughs) um and I just think you don't have to have kids stuff everywhere for it to be welcoming to kids so that's just I agree our personal approach um getting a little bit more detailed each of the kids has great shelf storage in their bedroom closets and we make really good use of those so even in their rooms we generally like for all their stuff to be kind of away okay. when it's tidied away. Yeah, not and, just chaos. And, yeah, and part of that too is their bedrooms are not big, mm-hmm. so it would feel chaotic very quickly, mm-hmm. even with even a little bit of storage like out in their room. Mm-hmm. So we make good use of those. 
I do have some thoughts on how we keep from accumulating too much okay, stuff. Yes. That's share. definitely something That's that like we the, hear. That's like the beginning of it, yes, right? Yeah. We hear from listeners about this a lot. So a couple of things. We do sometimes ask the kids to collect stuff that they are done with that they would like to give to other kids who mm-hmm. don't have as many toys. Mm-hmm. We always really couch it that way too. Yeah. It's not just like get rid of your stuff, yeah. but trying to give them that perspective because sometimes that really brings out a lot of benevolence yeah, in them. Really and they maybe are willing to part with something mm-hmm. that they really haven't played with mm-hmm. in a long time mm-hmm. that they can be ready to get rid of. Um, and then we also will declutter, I would say once or twice a year in their rooms when they aren't home. Yeah. This is key. They won't miss half of it. I promise you. They really 90% will not. Actually. They really were not. Um, and Chris and I, we're pretty ruthless about getting rid of stuff. Yeah. I would say neither Chris and I are super sentimental about stuff. Yeah. We're just, once we know they're not using it, we are ready to let it go. Mm-hmm. Um, we personally have never had big issues with them asking where something is. Mm-hmm. And I will say like the couple of times that maybe it's come up, I will just kind of say, <laughs> oh shoot, you know, we'll have to look for that. Just casual. I have not, I haven't seen that, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Usually that's the last we've yeah. heard of it. We've yeah. never had like a traumatic, you no, me gave neither. away such and such. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will say I have heard people say that they feel like their kids will notice any little thing if it's missing. I was having a conversation with mm-hmm. a mom in person about this more recently. And I think sometimes parents are worrying about this a little bit too much. Yeah. And I just, I guess I just want to give gentle encouragement. If you feel like your kid's stuff is in an amount stressful to you. Yes. You definitely, you definitely are invested with the power in making a change there. Mm -hmm. And I would say, try asking them to collect their things to give to other kids. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I think that can be powerful. And you might be surprised what they get rid of that that you were sure that they were going to hold on to. That has definitely happened. You're like, are you really? Oh yeah, I'm done with it. Mm -hmm. Okay then. Another thing we have done, giving them a paper grocery bag and saying, if you can fill this up with stuff you're ready to get rid of, we will pay you and make ah, it a dollar uh-huh. amount appropriate to their age, like $3 to $10. Yeah. Sometimes put a little money motivation yeah. behind it. And then also try a declutter when they aren't home. Put everything in a black bag. Put it totally out of sight. Mm-hmm. If they ask for something, just kind of, oh, I'm not sure. We'll have to yeah. look for that. Try just putting it off. If they truly are asking for it and missing it. You still have it then. Get it out when they are not home. Never reveal that oh, all the stuff never reveal. is in a bag Very in the important. Key, critical never point. Never reveal the black bag. <laughs> never reveal. Okay. <laughs> so those are my tips. So I would say overall, this goes pretty well for us. But I am noticing a challenge that we have is that the boys are kind of getting into this phase where... They don't have toys so much and they're just starting to collect more stuff and kind of junk. Yeah. And so we don't necessarily have like toy bins. So I think their rooms kind of need a reassessment in terms of what kind of stuff they have, how we're storing Mm -hmm. it. And they are definitely not very inclined to keep tidy rooms. Right. And they're at the ages where they definitely are capable of doing that. So I'm just kind of thinking over this next year, they could use a little bit more mentoring and handholding and kind of expectations. Mm -hmm. Like the next phase of how to kind of keep a bedroom. Yes. Um, I love all of that that you said so very much. And I'm over here actively listening, which you really shouldn't do as a podcast co-host because I'm interrupting you with my mm mm-hmms. But (laughs) amen to everything you said. I will add that I think that the clutter stresses the kids out more than you realize. 
I know just from what my research and learning about child development that like even in a classroom, it's kids are much more likely to engage with materials and like quality toys if they're stored in a way that they can easily access them and then easily put them away. If you just have a constant like wreck of a playroom, it that's frustrating for your kids too, whether they show it as like the same way you do or not. It's much it's much more fun for them to be able to like find, you know, they don't end up losing some of their favorite toys or not realizing like, oh, this is more fun if I have all of my calico critters, you know, not just this one I found in the random place that it doesn't belong. So stuff like that, I've noticed they play with it more, the less you have and the tidier it is. Yeah, my and I will say mine have never, even when they were little, just have not been huge toy people where they get like super attached to stuff, you know, so I never like I never super encouraged it. So I was like, well, that's great. You know, you won't be throwing a fit, but I know that every family's different. So, but if, it, like you said, if it is stressing you out, that is your barometer that like, uh, we need to do something about this. Yeah. For us, they're 10 and 12 also. So they're definitely growing out of some toys, but they do still have some like Barbie type stuff and some building things that just all ages love Legos, obviously. Um, and just little like doll collections and things like that. So for the most part, they are in the playroom, which is also our homeschool room now. And we have, you know, the big Ikea cube shelves like lining that room. And it's a great space. We are so lucky to have it. So like most things live in a basket in there. Uh, In their rooms, they each have a bookshelf for like their own personal books. But then we keep a lot of books, you know, out in the playroom. Um, They also each have like a little nightstand for their stuff. And then they end up with these little like you know, like Julia especially loves a rock collection or whatever. So she has all these little like, you know, I'll give her like an old makeup bag or whatever. And she's got it in her dresser drawer, like filed away and things like that. Um, And for us, what really works well and has for quite a few years now is I I would say from like maybe four or five on is that they can kind of leave their room in whatever state during the week. You know, if they've got a project they're working on or Legos they're building, but then every Saturday their floors have to be clear Everything needs to go back to its home and like be tidied up, bed made, sheets changed, all of that. So that kind of helps it from ever getting to a point where they're like buried in junk, you know, Mm -hmm. and they always like that. We also get very involved with tidying a couple times a year and they love that. They, I tried to combine it like this last time I combined it with decorating their room for Christmas. So I put up a little tree while I was at it and kind of surprised them when they were gone. And I think that we forget that kids don't have a ton of experience like setting up a room right and knowing what feels good in a yeah. room and I remember that as a kid when my mom would kind of rearrange things and I'd come in as like oh, I have this whole new room and like I wouldn't have thought of that but I love it and so I think just like give yourself permission to be the grown-up mm-hmm. and like set a, set things up in a way that's enjoyable for everybody yeah I have found the few times like when we've really tidied up Dash's room yeah how much he loves to keep it that way it's just like if you get your house cleaned yes you know and you come in you want to keep it that way for as long as Mm -hmm. possible and you are picking up every dish and every piece of laundry yeah and And I think think they're just overwhelmed sometimes and when you give them that help they they can't even think of like well what makes more sense to store this or whatever you're like hey what if we you know, get these couple bins or whatever mm-hmm. and just kind of help them with that. They're they're still figuring out how to human in yes. that way, you know? So yeah, that's kind of our general philosophy. All right, how about school stuff? This is going to be different for both of us, but I'll share maybe what I had when they were in public school, but things like papers, homework, lunchboxes, backpacks, all of the in and out of school stuff. Yes, all that stuff is going in and out constantly. 
For school papers that are informational for me, I keep those on my work clipboard and then capture that information in my calendar. I talked about this in our organizing stuff cycles Mm -hmm. episode just Mm -hmm. last week. For any papers that I need to sign, the boys know that they need to bring them to us with a pen and then put them right back in their backpacks. All essential elements must be brought to my attention. We are really trying to delegate all of that to them. Homework is pretty similar where it needs to be done and then go right back into your backpack. For homework that is in progress, we have an art cart right next to our breakfast table. And a change that I made this year, um, we did just have kind of papers sometimes stacked in there, Mm -hmm. but I got one of those stand-up magazine files, a really sturdy one, and we can store in-progress homework there, which has been great. Mm -hmm. There's something really different about standing up stored paper versus a stack. You can like flip through it so easy. Yeah, and it just feels so much easier to like lose stuff in a stack of Mm -hmm. papers somehow. Mm -hmm. So I've been really liking that. We store lunch boxes in a bin at the bottom of the pantry, like when they aren't in use. The boys are supposed to, at the end of the day, unpack their lunch boxes when they take them. Um, we don't have them putting them all the way in the bottom of the pantry, but that is something we need to <laughs> You're like, get That's to. Up next. That is on the list. But let me tell you, we have a particular pain point with lunch boxes. They are constantly going missing. And one more missing lunchbox is going to put me over the edge, yeah, Erica. Yeah. I cannot tell you it's how many. It's hundreds of dollars in lunchboxes. Oh my gosh. We are just bleeding lunchbox money. What do you, do you think it's that they don't take it every day? So it's not a daily habit to remember to grab it? Okay. Here's what it is. There is one kid that is the culprit. <laughs> he is my more head in the clouds kiddo. Okay. Uh, he definitely loses a lot of things. Uh-huh. And there's something in particular now in fifth grade at their school, they actually switch classes quite a bit. And so there is something about this year where it's like the lunchbox bin is in his homeroom bin, right? but he does, he needs to take his lunchbox with him before he switches classes. I'm not sure. I've talked to him about it several times. I've tried to get him to like, you know, pair grabbing your lunchbox with this. I've asked the teacher. I have tried to... (laughs) help him along the way but it is at the point where he, he is going to start paying for the new yeah, lunchboxes yes it's gonna be tough love time <laughs> oh my goodness so that has been particularly frustrating to me because you know i'm more of a minimalist so i'm like well three kids three lunchboxes yeah. great yeah well then it was like okay we're nearly always missing one so i even bought like one or two extra right they basically immediately went missing and suddenly <laughs> i was absorbed. down to two lunch boxes absorbed into the abyss <laughs> yes yeah, so it sort of like doesn't matter how many lunch okay. boxes i buy i will always be short oh man i wonder if one. he's at like a not in his homeroom at the end of the day it's something that could be because i would have that like sometimes that. where it was yes. like you got to grab all your stuff to go to your last class yes i'm gonna i it, and this is something that should have a natural consequence and he needs to take action on, but it's honestly bothering me so much. I might reach out to the teacher again and just be like, can you gently, I don't yeah. know, or just put a classroom reminder. I'm like, how is everyone else? Everyone else seems to be remembering their lunchboxes. Oh no, there was lunchboxes left every single day, oh my every day. I never one time had an empty lunch pail. Right. Oh never. My goodness. <laughs> anyway, so... That is a pain point. Um, finally, backpacks. These also live in the kids' rooms. We don't have like a good mudroom space or even like the kitchen wall space to have backpack hooks. Mm-hmm. I totally would do that if we had a good spot mm-hmm. for it out somewhere, mm-hmm. um, but we don't. So we, we are trying to 
be pretty diligent about they can bring their backpacks into the kitchen, unpack them, and then those need to go live in your rooms. Yeah. Um, I realize this is where I need some command hooks in my life. Yeah, you do. Because they don't have a hook to hang mm-hmm. them on in their room. Mm-hmm. So that is where I want to add a command hook mm-hmm. in my life. The power of a command hook. Um, okay, so for, I mean, I could go into lots of organization yes. for our homeschool. What I will say is generally... I try to keep all the materials, curriculum, manipulatives, games, all that kind of stuff for homeschool up in the playroom. And like I said, we have a nice big space. We have a table up there to work at, um, plus like a couch to sit more comfortably in a TV if we're watching videos or whatever. So we have everything we need up there. Now, sometimes just because we want a change of pace or maybe I'm reading to them while they're eating or something like that, there are materials that migrate downstairs, right? Or they come find me because they need help with something and I'm in another part of the house, whatever. So what ends up happening is my office downstairs, my little office nook becomes like a catch-all for the Mm. homeschool stuff that needs to go back upstairs. And what I'm really thinking I need to do is just get like a basket or something that I can just grab back and forth, you know, for whatever was left downstairs that needs to go up or whatever I'm bringing, you know, from upstairs Mm -hmm. down. So I think that's one thing. Yeah. And they have each their own like two cubbies of one of those big shelves where all their kind of workbooks and things that their their student materials live and their art supplies and all of that. And then they can just kind of grab throughout the day as they need to. And then I have like all done baskets, like paper trays, basically on the top of that shelf where they kind of turn things into me. Gotcha. And I check them, which sometimes it's like not even necessary because I'm sitting right there with them. So it's kind of, you know, I think I do need to get a little bit more of a formal system for that as they're getting older. But, and then when they were in school, yeah, we had hooks in the mudroom where their backpacks would live and they were in charge of unpacking their lunch all the way, putting the ice pack back in the freezer, putting all the little containers in the dishwasher and like shoving the lunchbox itself in the little, you know, cabinet that it went in. Um, And again, sometimes that happened more Mm -hmm. consistently than others, but I think involving them in the routine is really good. It helps them. Like you said, it's just there. It becomes this natural consequence thing then that they're responsible for. And we carry a lot in the mental load and they can remember to Mm -hmm. take the vessel that feeds them back to where it belongs. So yeah, that was just kind of a, I mean, I don't know any other specifics other than I think I'm just pretty big on having them be as independent as an in charge of their own stuff mm-hmm. as possible as early as possible yep you know even their little preschool backpack yeah. so I'm really trying to get that started even earlier with Maeve mm-hmm. now that I just feel like honestly I have the bandwidth because I will say and I've been thinking about this as Maeve is getting to those ages to do more it just does take mental bandwidth to yes. give your kids more responsibility yeah. and that is like a catch-22 and it gets it. worse before it gets better yes yeah And so there are things that I'm like, oh, this is kind of, I'm kind of ready to delegate part of this to the boys, but do I have the mental bandwidth Mm -hmm. right now to first make it so much harder and add the task to myself of managing that? To not only like remember that same thing that I'm already remembering, but to now manage them doing it. Exactly. And it's a lot. And I think I'm really recognizing that because when my boys were the age that Maeve is now, I was working full time. And I mean, just our evening was so much shorter, so much was happening. So I think if I could go back and give myself some advice, though, I think that I could have started smaller. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't have to be like, okay, well, now they're in charge of 
taking, unpacking their whole backpack and their whole lunch. It can just be, okay, after I unpack your backpack, you're responsible for taking it back to your Mm -hmm. room. Just start in one little Mm -hmm. spot and then you can always build from there. You know, I have, I have to brag about my friend for a minute because she's, she does this so well with her toddler. He is almost three. He'll be three at the end of this month, but he she is so cute about having him even just like, um, you know, if we're all even at like a vacation house or whatever, and he's got his little plate on his tray, um, she will, whoever, like if I'm over there doing dishes, like he has to take his plate over, you know, mm-hmm. go take your plate over to Auntie oh, Erica yeah. and just like those little ways that you can start, you know, yes. this is your thing. And then they feel all proud at that oh, age yes. and then you can kind of build on that, Definitely. you know, but it's so cute. Okay. Um, finally, how about helping them keep their, all the gear and the forms and all of that for extracurricular activities organized? I feel like we're at the beginning stages of this Mm -hmm. as parents. So what, what is kind of your strategy for this? Yes. So it hasn't been too much for us so far, but so right now our only two extracurriculars are soccer and just one of my boys is playing soccer. Mm -hmm. And then they just started taking tennis lessons, but they're, we're not like deep into tennis or anything. So for soccer, there are cleats, shin guards, the tall socks, the uniform, but we're not dealing with like the hockey gear. Yeah. That almost sounds like like football gear. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And so for Dash, who's playing soccer right now, we have him keep all of that in his room and he has like a designated kind of sports drawer. Okay. And that's working just fine. In terms of like forms, calendaring, et cetera, Chris does all of that because he's the sports captain. I love that. And that makes it very easy for me. I love so this. I my love that you adv- named a sports captain. My advice is to designate a sports captain mm-hmm. and to have it not be you. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is actually a whole different household labor discussion. But after reading the book Fair Play, which I would highly recommend, it's okay. all about the division of labor mm-hmm. in a household. I am all about giving whole categories of things to your spouse. Yes, that's what she really recommends, and I have really seen this work so well in my household mm-hmm. and in my marriage. So here's the thing. Will your spouse always do things just the way you would do them? (laughs) Absolutely not. Assuredly no. (laughs) Assuredly no. But they are capable human Mm -hmm. beings. I feel strongly that you should definitely be sharing the logistics load if you are raising kids with someone because it's just a lot. Yes. Yes. So agreed. Get a sports captain. Maybe not you, but so Chris, as the sports captain, he signs up for the sports. He gets any gear that they need. He is on the team group text. Huge. That is huge. I have never seen a team group text. And God bless you because they're not fun. (laughs) He puts the practice and the games on the calendar and he figures out how the kids will get where they need to go. I am totally happy to drive them. Right. You're involved. Yes. Mm -hmm. I still want to watch them play, whatnot, but he's the mental load of it all. He's telling me, oh, hey, can you do practice this semester drive on Wednesdays or whatever? So like he's delegating as necessary, but he's he's taking charge of that situation. I'm not the brains of the operation. I love that. And it's huge. So another thing, kind of a tangent to extracurriculars, uh, we do have a fair amount of sports equipment Mm -hmm. stuff in the garage, different balls, Frisbees. We recently acquired a Frisbee golf goal, like basket, Mm -hmm. tennis rackets, rollerblades, and everyone has a bike. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a lot. I do honestly feel like we could use an organizing tune-up in our garage, and maybe this conversation will inspire one. 
Yeah, I feel like after our recent organizing wins and fails, we each had to take a real honest, hard look at some of our disorganized areas. And we both were texting each other within the next week. I was like, well, I went and got my car washed and cleaned. And you were like, I tidied up this area. So anyway, I'm hoping that this will do that for our garage. Good accountability. Yes. Um, But we do, we just have like a big bin for all of the sports stuff. It's kind of overflowing. And let me tell you, rollerblades... How does one store their floppiness, the, the, the straps everywhere, the wheels, wheeling away from you. They're hard to, I don't know. It's like hard to pick up a pair with one hand. Yes. Um, anyway, I was thinking maybe we could use a shelf of our new shoe rack, that lower shelf for rollerblades, or maybe there's room for a second shelf for just rollerblades. Yeah. Or there probably is a contraption probably for rollerblade storage. And I'm, that's just now occurring to me and I'm going to Google it. That's got like a nice stopper so they can't roll off. So. That's that's what needs to happen. Okay. I I feel like we take a similar approach as you. We don't quite have it where it's like he, Jeremiah is the complete sports captain, but he is the email dad. Oh, I love that for because you. Because I am horrible with email. And so we have gone with our strengths on this. And he is the one who reads the emails and kind of, you know, whittles down the information to the essential because he's so up on top of his email. What happened? Are you choking? <laughs> I'm fine. The water went down weird. Okay. I thought I was going to cough. Maybe, look, there was something gross in your water bottle. <laughs> I thought I was going to cough, but then maybe I wasn't. But then, okay. Something weird happened. Continue. He whittles down the information. He whittle, whittles down the information to what I might need to know, he might need to know. And honestly, usually communicates it right to the girls, which is Great. like, they really are pretty responsible the about it. Yeah. Um, and the nice part about Julia does jujitsu and it's at his same studio and the class is right before. So he's the, he's the point man on all of that. And he's the one who orders the geese and I have nothing to do with that at all. Pretty much just show up to a tournament and drop her off at practice, but that's it. Um, and then with Vanessa and Jim, there's a lot of, you know, communication back and forth and he kind of runs that. He's definitely taken her to tournaments all by himself. If I, or meets, if I am out of town or whatever. So yeah, I ditto what you say about this is a, two-person job Mm -hmm. if you have a two-person household raising children and it is not any one person's you know responsibility for all of it I like the idea of handing it all over to you so that you can just like know that you're not missing anything yes it's like I think what is hard is when you have your hand in a little bit in everything exactly that whole category I really like um yeah and Vanessa has a gym drawer in her dresser that's all her Leo's and all her you know, her ankle wraps and all that kind of stuff. Um, And then she has a gym bag that's part of her uniform that they gave her. So she kind of keeps that stocked. And I have to remind her like, hey, take your sweaty sweatbands out of there that you use on your grips and you need to get fresh ones. You know, I have to try to kind of help her manage that bag a little bit, but she's pretty good. She packs her own dinner for the on the go when she's on her way home from practice. And we've we've worked up to that. Um, and Julia is so funny because she has a very almost sacred spot for her geese oh, in her really? room. Like she can't just put them in her closet. They live in this very specific corner of this little table she has in her room. And like that is where her jujitsu stuff goes. And I'm like, hey, as long as it's not all over the floor, I don't that care. Works. But it's cute. Yeah. Okay. So that is it for this episode. But... Over on Patreon, something new. We are chatting with friends of the show a little bit more on a related question for every episode. So this time it is, how do we help kids learn to manage their time and schedules? So you can go ahead and join us over there for a little more discussion on this whole topic. 
But another change you might notice is we're combining the best things about neighborhood news and current obsessions into a closing segment that we're calling Lately's. So we each share what's going on lately. It could be a funny story, something we're loving, something we cooked, a recent win or fail, just anything at all, but it opens it up. So let's do some Lately's. What is your Lately? Well, I have both a win and something I'm loving. Okay. I finally got myself a nice work bag. Yes. I have arrived. Yes. I have been needing this for a very long time. I have it right over here. I'll show it to you. Show and share time. Ooh, I like that color a lot. This is the Revive Nylon Tote from Quince, and I love it. I love it a lot. Yeah, I'm going to pass it over so you can feel it. It's Ooh, brand it new. It just arrived yesterday. It is very lightweight. I got kind of a... A pretty rich camel color. It's a good size. It fits my 15 inch laptop. Ooh, it has a very satisfying magnetic clasp. Yes, on. it does. Yes, it does. It has great internal and external pockets. It stays open, but that clip makes yes. it feel secure. I'm coveting it. Yes. So <laughs> I'm currently it, coveting. It comes in several lovely colors. So anyway, now when I go to work at a coffee shop, I'm not yeah. schlepping everything in a Trader Joe's tote <laughs> and I feel... Like the professional that I am. We're just upgrading all the way around yes. here. I love that. Okay, speaking of upgrades, I got bangs. Some of you yeah, may have you noticed. Did. I love my face with bangs. I do. I just think my face shape works well with it. But also they get a little sweaty in mm-hmm. the summertime. Mm-hmm. So I intentionally got them in January this nice. year so that I could get used to them right. again before the summer and like manage the sweatiness. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to say thanks for all your sweet compliments to those of you who noticed yes. on Instagram. I just didn't even think about it that everyone's like, oh, you're paying. So right. I just need to formally acknowledge the existence of the fringe That's here right. on the pod. They look, so. they look great. And let me remind you that the Paula's Choice Shine Stopper Ooh, yes. is my absolute like unicorn beauty pro- okay. product and is a must have okay. for bangs if you have any kind of oily to skin keep them from getting like greasy yes. this is a little cream and you just need a little dot of it and i put it on my forehead at the beginning of the day and it seriously is the only thing i've ever found Ooh. that really stops like the oil and the shine i love it so much okay yep. i'm so doing that get i'm that, immediately get that. purchasing All right. Thank you so much for listening. The show notes for this episode with links for everything we talked about are at our website, girlnextdoorpodcast.com. Come hang out with us on Instagram. We're doing lots more over there. We're committed. We are High Girls Next Door over there. And we love to get your emails at highgirlsnextdoor at gmail.com. Thanks so much for dropping in. Until next time, friends, never reveal the location of the black bag. Let's go back and forth and share our general approaches and maybe some specific. You're almost there. You're almost there. That's a long intro. Okay. So for right now, for right now, the extra for meow for right meow. (laughs) Sorry, couldn't resist. If you're raising said children, the said the children implied. The aforementioned children. (laughs) Anything at all, but it opens it up for quite a few more. Nope. Quit going off script. They get it, Erica. They get it. They get it. It's like it's fresh. It's like a cool drink of podcast water for your ears.